0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let's turn over to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. We're kind of in a preparatory... Uh, place, as one year ends and another year soon to begin, Proverbs 4, 26, Uh, in the NIV, and I'm going to read several translations here, in the NIV it says, Give careful thought to the paths for your feet, and be steadfast in all your ways. The Amplified Bible says it this way, Consider well the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established and ordered aright. Mm -hmm. The King James says, Ponder the path of your feet, and may all your ways be established. The Message Bible says, Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. The New Living Translation says it this way, mark out a straight path for your feet, stay on the safe path. And the Voice Bible says it this way, take care you don't stray from the straight path, the way of truth, and you will safely reach the end of your road. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct us into the truth. For our lives today, and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. Now, the way of truth uh, that it talks about here in the voice, Bible says, Take care you don't stray from the straight path or the way of truth, and you will safely reach the end of your uh, road. The way of truth is we're dealing with a God who speaks the end from the beginning. Amen. Uh, God tells us beforehand, uh, before it's time, in order to allow us to prepare. Now, ponder uh, means to roll flat as in preparing a road. And And it is in the context of revolve or turn over and over to weigh mentally or turn over and over in the mind. You know, uh, it's wise to think about where we are going, not just where we are right now, and especially think about where we're going before we get there. Now, the uh, the promised land that we've been talking uh, about, 2017, uh, will be a year of possessing. Amen. Uh, and we'll need... To have possess to develop grow and, and develop possessing faith we'll need to uh, to uh, possess possessing power this is not going to happen just uh, um, God's not going to just make it happen and do everything for us like in the wilderness um, here, um, we work with God in the Promised Land, possessing the promises of God. We work with God, and they are fought for in the good fight of faith. I Even mean, every square inch of territory that we take in this new place, a new dimension of life, uh, it will be fought for. Um, uh, now, uh, you don't get to you don't get to say, "I have fought the good fight." You know, at forty years old, when you're going to be here for 120 years, Paul said that. All right, when he was ready to be offered, the Bible said he said, "I have fought the good fight," meaning my fight is over with. I'm going, I'm going home. Amen. But as long as you're here, we're here. Uh, there is a uh, war that is is uh, being waged against you. So. Uh, Against advancing the kingdom of God. So we might as well engage and realize, you know, if it's a fight uh, that we're in, we better make it a good fight, which would be the fight of faith. Amen. Because in that, God wins and we win always. All right? Uh, but this promised land, the large wealthy place of grace where we live the, uh, where we are to live the abundant life is a land where Uh, the promises are to be pondered and are to be possessed. Pondered and to be possessed. Now, in the kingdom, the way of truth is, he said it was a straight path. Uh, This is how it works in the kingdom. It's first believed and then received. It's not the opposite way around. It's by faith, then by sight. Our faith ends in sight. God says it, we believe it, and then there it is. See, God says it in the unseen realm, and we believe it in the unseen realm of faith in the heart, His voice within our heart, the Spirit of God uh, taking of the things that, that have been given to Jesus. And did Jesus give these things to us? The Bible says... Uh, The the ultimate gift of Jesus uh, that that he gave to us, he is the guarantee of this new covenant. And just before he was ready to be offered on the cross, he took the wine and he took the bread and he said, this is the new covenant. All right? And in another place it says it's based on better promises. Why are the promises better in the new covenant? Now, it also said this, that if the old one could have, uh, would, was sufficient, there'd be no need for a new one, yet God made a new one. And the new one that he made was not based on uh, the sacrifices of man. It was based on God's own sacrifice. And it was between him and Jesus, and Jesus' blood, and his, are you listening? And his faith in shedding his blood, the reward of that was to be able to give to you and I these better promises that he is the guarantee or of, he's the guarantor of these promises. Amen. He back his name backs these promises, so it, it's it's. What he has done for us, Amen. Now, uh, here's the thing: uh, we have a copy. You have probably your own personal copy of that covenant that he died to give to you. His death ratified that covenant between uh, the Father uh, and and you. Jesus is the mediator, the middleman in between. They're guaranteeing. Are you listening? Both sides. All right. So, we're developing a possessing faith. And faith is power. In the kingdom of God, faith is power. In the world, money is power. Are you listening? Kingdoms of this world, money is power. But in the kingdom of God, faith is power. It's absolutely used in the same way. Amen. Uh, You can spend faith with God. And faith will get you things that money cannot buy. There's some, uh, 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 you know, uh, ailments and sicknesses and diseases that despite all the money that's thrown at it, the best expertise, uh, you know, uh, it's labeled still uncurable. But there's not (coughs) anything labeled uncurable under this covenant by the blood of Jesus, by the stripes that wounded him. Amen. All of it. It says, if you go back and you read it, it says even even things that are not written in this book are covered underneath that. Anything that, what does that be? Any curse the devil could come up with, a blessing, Amen. <laughs> has taken care of that. Well, that's pretty good, isn't it? Amen. All right. Now, Uh, Deuteronomy 1 and 8, the Lord said this. He said, Behold, I have set the land before you. We could interchange the land. uh, He called it the promised land. We could interchange the the word land with promises. Behold, I have set the land before you. Behold, I have set the promises before you. Same exact thing. That needs to be our mindset. That needs to come into our understanding. That when we're talking about the promised land, which is the large, wealthy place of inheritance for you, every person, every uh, every whosoever will. All right. There's God has a has a life laid out. God has a inheritance with your name on it. God uh, termed it an under abundant. It's an abundant life. It's a place of grace and blessing, and supernatural help, uh, provision, protection, all of it. Amen. Uh, but it is uh, it is accessed by faith, and it is possessed through faith in the promises of it. If. <clears throat> This covenant is the, uh, they call it the New Testament, all right? Uh, it is, it, that is a, a legal term in the, like you would give uh, a will and testament of what your desires were, where leaving an inheritance is concerned. You'd sit in front of a lawyer, a legal document would be, uh, 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 would be produced, And there would be certain tenets in that document. There would be certain things that were written on that document that says, I want this one to have this. I want this one to have that. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, that's exactly the same uh, situation where the Bible is, is concerned. This is what God wants for you and I outlined specifically. In uh, in uh, all of these promises, both old and new, the thing that makes the new the, the new uh, covenant better is it included all of the old. Jesus said, "I didn't come to do away with it. Now I just came to fulfill it. So all of the Old Testament is fulfilled in Jesus plus the new." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. My goodness sakes alive here. Amen. And we're to possess all of it. Everybody say all of it. Because it's all ours. Now, he says, behold, I have set the land before you, or I've set the promises before you. Amen. Let me back up just a little bit. All right. What if your uh, father your father, and mother, they, you're reading the last will and testament, and they had a, They had a thousand acre landed estate, and on the land was all of the, the, the results of fruitfulness of their labors and their love and their, you know, their life. Uh, expressed, all the buildings and you know it's a working uh, farm, ranch, whatever you want to call it, you know, factory, whatever's on that, and they deeded you the property. And all of its uh, uh, contents, lock, stock, and barrel. Amen? If you got the land, you got everything that was on the land. You got everything that was in the land. It was all yours because you owned the land. Amen? They only had to just say the land and all of its contents. They didn't even have to list it out individually. Well, God said, you know, the, (laughs) you know, The book and all of the... Everything that's in the book is yours. Amen. 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 Is this the will of God? Amen. Do you believe this is the completed will of God? 66 volumes. Everything that God wanted for us to know and to have uh, in possession of Himself. All of it. Amen. right, I want you to look at the promised land... That it's not some place that you're, uh, you know, you're trying to strive to. Honey, we're already there. It's a dimension of life in the realm of the spirit where God's saying, "Listen, you, you, I've tested you, I've grown you, I've proven you to the place now uh, that uh, you know you've walked through the wilderness with me, you've passed the test, all of those kind of things, and now I'm, I've brought you into this large land, and now we're going to go in and possess it." you at least got faith to realize that this is God's Word and I live by every word that God speaks to me out of this Word. I'm, I'm a faith uh, uh, person. I'm a word-believing person. I live by the Word of God. Amen. Is that true of you or not? Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, uh, and, and being faithful with a little qualifies you for the much. Well, welcome to the much. I'm telling you, everything has changed. Amen. Uh, now, uh, and it's, you know, it's in between these two realms that, you know, you're going to get more comfortable with, you know, it's not one or the other. There is a spiritual dimension of life and a natural dimension of life, and I believe that they interchange and they begin to reflect one another. Earth was simply a reflection of heaven, Originally. And then, uh, you know, the, uh, 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 Lucifer got a little wide, uh, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and decided he was going to exalt his throne. Well, where was that throne? On the earth, above the throne of God. You should read it over there in Isaiah. He said that, I will, I will. And God said, no. And it said in another place that he just turned the world inside out and upside down. See in heaven, you know uh, things have an order. Here now we, you know, you'll find a patch of gold over here and a patch of gold over there. Diamonds here, rubies somewhere's over there. It wasn't. It wasn't in that kind of disarray when God originally created it. It was after judgment that all that happened. Amen. When you get to heaven, uh, you know uh, you'll find how orderly things are. I mean, even the wall outside. He talks about the layers. You know, I know we think it's concrete with little, you know, with little stud earrings stuck in it. Honey, it ain't that away. Amen. When he said the first layer was this, it's one solid, you know, burl rock. One solid diamond. All You know, I mean, if you can imagine that, 1,200 miles square. I mean, my goodness. Uh, it, the gate, you know, uh, one solid pearl and 12 of them. Anyhow. Oh. Uh, Moving right along, um, but we are to uh, we are to do this. He said, "I've set the land before you. I've set the promises before you. Is that true that it, that the promises are set before us? Yes. Uh, you have a copy of them. Is are they available to anyone that will believe and receive them? Is the Holy Spirit said, oh, now hold on, just a minute now.'" You know, not them, because of such and such and so and so. Only thing that'll disqualify you from that's not believing. Mm-hmm. Amen. amen. It's just refusing to believe. Amen. It's freely offered. Oh, my goodness, it's freely offered to the sinner. Amen. That's the truth. All he has to do is believe that God wants him and God will get him. <laughs> that quick, Amen. All right. Now, he says, I've set the land, the promises, before you. He said, now go in and take possession of the land. We could say this. Go in and take possession of the promises. It'd be the same thing. I uh, uh, want to shift our thinking by way of repetition. You know, I like the first grade teacher goes, uh, uh, A, it sounds as... uh, Ah, cat, bat, gnat. You know, different words, but the letter that's being learned is within uh, all of those. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So from now on, when we hear the land, the large wealthy place, uh, we need to interchange that with the promises. God says, I've set the promises out there. The promises are your listen, and when you now understand this in in the in the greatest legal terms all right not like our court system, this is blood covenant cannot be broken the Bible says it's impossible that the scripture can be broken why because God's behind it it's absolute truth so in the I mean you know, even if the devil thinks he's got a good case and come to accuse uh, uh, accuse you over it, of why you shouldn't have it and this and all that kind of stuff, this was done and settled bef- between Jesus and the Father, and your access uh, and your access to it. It is listen, it's forever settled in heaven. This word is forever settled in heaven. It, it's it's the eternal law of Almighty God. Amen. So so listen, when the books are opened and the devil says, you know, they can't have it, God says, well, you know, they've already got it. I already gave it to them in Jesus. The t- there's a title deed right here with their name on it. And I'll tell you one thing, miss, if they ever connect. And are you listening, by my spirit with the reality of that word and that title deed and realize their names on it, the moment they claim it, I'm shipping it to them. Lord, Lord. Lord. The moment the reality is, and listen, the Bible says, now faith is the substance, the title deed of the things that we see in that word and hope for Are you listening? But the minute you reach towards that, you'll realize my name is on that thing. That's mine. Oh, come on now. Preach it better than you're listening tonight. All right. Round one in possessing faith and possessing power. See, uh, now it's in the realm of promise, of a promissory note only Until you lay claim to it. And you can't be moved off of your claim. You've got to be willing to take it to the supreme court of the universe. If you have to. Are you listening? And more than likely you're going to have to. You'll be challenged. Hmm? Anything you're. Any promise you're being challenged over. Listen. God requires faith. I said God requires faith. Hallelujah. Now, we're not trying to get... To get Faith isn't trying to get God to do something He's already done. Faith is simply, you know, sending out to, And it says, listen, we already have the victory. Now, we are here to enforce that victory in the face of opposition. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. But this is already a done deal. We've got the Word on it. We've got God's promise. Amen. Now, we're going to walk down there face to face, are you listening, and enforce... Yeah. What's already been done. We know the word of the Lord. God is the judge and our lawyer. Yes, My goodness sakes, how can you lose? All right. <clears throat> so he said, go in and take possession of the land or take possession of the promises. Remember, if, the div- if you can be talked out of it, uh, the devil thinks you can be talked out of it, he will most certainly talk you out of it. So many people are so easily talked out of this thing. They come on a, a, a Sunday, sometime come on a Wednesday, but the rest of the week, they're not going in and possessing anything. Alright? Now listen. This, the scripture says, See, look, I'm giving you this land. We could say again, I'm giving you these promises. Enter in and take possession. What, how? By faith. Now, listen. Here in this time, and I'm going to tell you, in this time, everything and everyone has changed. Uh, even the challenges have changed on this side and in this new place. See, manna has stopped. Now, I want to. Let's look at this this manna thing. All right. You know, and they were conditioned, you know, to live. From day to day, and experience, and, and listen, and their faith extended. Uh, their faith extended uh, for today. I have faith for today. God's going to be with me. God's going to take care of me. You know, uh, God's going to do this for me today. But that was pretty much it. Today. I mean, they. You know. Now listen. They 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 couldn't gather extra because it would rock. It turned stinky. It was today, and see now, listen. That was that's a great lesson uh, for our lives to realize that with God, it is one day at a time. Amen. You got to hear Him today, Amen, and do what He says today. Amen. All right. That lesson having been learned, now the Bible describes that in in uh, uh, Deuteronomy the eighth uh, chapter. Uh, in detail, he says, I took you this way. I did all of these things. He said to prepare you that you would live well when I brought you into the promised land, that you would learn to live well when you got there. Amen. So here we st- we still live one day at a time. But now listen, all right? But what changed in that, all right? Uh, the manna was significant of one day. It, it, it was from... It was for one day, two days, and it was survival. And it was survival. And so these people developed, even the new generation, they, they they were steeped in and they developed a survival mentality. The challenge was to survive. Are you listening? But they learned that God will take care of you at the survival level. That God uh, is unfailing in His provision at the survival level. Amen. Even Jesus taught us to pray now. Listen, you know, and I'm going to show you this in context here. Jesus taught us to pray. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. All right. So again, and Jesus in another place, he said, "Listen." He said, "You know, don't worry about tomorrow." He said, now, "Now understand the context." He didn't say, "Don't think about tomorrow." He said, "Don't worry about tomorrow." Did Jesus was Jesus thinking more than just bread and fish with those fellas? Was there a was there a master plan that reached all the way to an eternity? It reached from eternity all the way into eternity. Every step was ordered by, by God. 30 years in the carpenter shop and 3 years in ministry. Everything was ordered by God. So it wasn't that, that he didn't have a greater context uh, for his life. Amen. Uh, but he wasn't a survivalist either. Amen. Uh, he came preaching a thriving message. Now, the difference in when they got into the promised land here, this large wealth place, there's the manna stopped. So God's saying, we're going to stop the survival mentality. We're not going to think today and today only. Get through today. You know, there's a, it keeps rolling around. I remember uh, this old Merle Haggard song. I don't know, I always remember it around December. You know, he goes, if we make it through December... Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime. You know, it talked about, you know, they closed the factory, things were hard, all that kind of stuff. I just loved that old tear-jerking song, you know. I mean, that was my nature. I was a bluesy fella. But uh, uh, but again, what, it's a survival mentality. See? But when they got into the promised land, uh, he said, man, a stop. And now, he said, they, they, they began to eat the produce of the land. Now, that's significant in itself, and he said the produce of the land, because God instituted the 50-year cycle of blessing. God broke it down into seven sevens, and then one 50th uh, 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 jubilee year. And so he started talking to them, in when they were eating the produce, it was a yearly cycle to get that, you know. Are you listening? Before it was manna, it came from heaven. It came every day. It'd come every day for 40 years. Mm -hmm. All right? Now, they're eating the produce of the land. The manna has stopped. Survival mentality has stopped. It's not coming that way anymore. Now, it comes from seed. It grows from seed and is harvested in the promised land. Required a whole different way of thinking. And all of God's description... Uh, of it, uh, and we've read some of that over there in uh, Deuteronomy the 8th chapter, which he told them beforehand. Deuteronomy really is one, I mean, you talk about a long-winded sermon, even if I sat down and read 31 chapters of Deuteronomy, that Moses was preaching one sermon. He sat them all down, and he went through the whole thing. And he talked about where they had been, where they'd come from, where they had been, where they were, and where they were going. It was all one long, uh, running, continuous sermon. Whole book of Deuteronomy. <clears throat> but again, God sat them down, and, and He began to tell them beforehand what to expect when they got in there. And describe basically what I'm describing to you tonight. Uh, was He said, now there, you're going to thrive. Said here, you just survive. I did that on purpose. I wanted you to know it all comes from me. It's all from me, and it's all for me. But where I'm taking you? Now listen, and here's the context where I'm taking you. He said, "This, these things are going to happen. This is a good land," and he described it in detail in Deuteronomy the uh, eighth chapter. And he said, "And when you're uh, you live in those houses, and you possess things that you didn't work for, and all of this kind of stuff uh, by faith." Are you listening? By faith. They possessed things that they did not not produce under their own power and ability. They just, by faith, walked. Are you listening? Walked into them. They fought the fight of faith and they took possession of. Things that were already done. God had them done. God God made somebody else do them. Come on now. Amen. Oh, And... Uh, and and he and he went on and said, when all these things take place, he said, now be careful. He said that you don't get the idea that it was you. He said, remember that it was me. Just like I rained manna out of uh, heaven for you, he said, I gave you the power to possess all this stuff. I promised it and I delivered it. I gave you the power, are you listening, the faith and I gave you the power, the, the, the ability to walk on into that and to take possession of it. Now don't forget, it's still all from me and it's all for me, except it's on a whole lot grander scale than a quarter of manna, than supper or breakfast, lunch and supper for today and today only. Amen. Are you listening? <clears throat> let's turn over to Genesis 13 chapter and then we'll get through this are you getting anything out of this mm-hmm. Genesis 13 now remember all mixed up in this is you'll hear you'll you'll see God tie this back into he said ah he said I swore to do this for your ancestors started with Abraham He said, I swore to give your ancestors this land. The reason I'm doing this is because I made a covenant with them and they were faithful to walk into it. I'm the God of... And he always reminded the Israelites, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, I swore to do certain things to them and for them. And you're their seed and I'm honoring my covenant with them. Amen. Well, let's look at the one who got this all started, Abraham. Amen. See, even the promise originally to Abraham was to Abraham and Abraham's seed, not not seeds, but seed. Yeah. Jesus was in the line of Abraham. The promise was made. The promise really was made to Abraham's seed, Jesus, and Abraham got in on it. Matter of fact, Jesus himself he said, "Now you," he talking to his descendants in Jesus' day, Abraham's descendants, and calling them on the carpet over it, and. and and they said, "Well, we're of our father Abraham." He said, "Listen, if you were of your father Abraham, you'd know who I am." They go, "You're just fifty years old. How could you know Abraham?" He said, "Before Abraham was, I, I am." And another place, he said, "Abraham looked and rejoiced to see my day." So God showed him Jesus. Anyhow, you understand what I'm saying? All right. So Gen- uh, Genesis thirteen to fourteen. Uh, everybody say, we walk by faith. See, here in this land, it's all by faith. We walk into things by faith. Now listen, Uh, 14, or Genesis 13, I'm sorry, I'm over here, 14. Uh, 13 and 14, it says, After Lot separated from him, God said to Abraham, Open your eyes, look around, look north, south, east, and west. Everything you see, the whole land spread out before you, I will give to you and your children forever. Amen. Now, this is a direct uh, um, encounter with the living God. And he's telling Abraham, he says, listen. He said, I want you to open your eyes and look around. Now, where is he? In the promised land. He said, in everything you see in this promised land. In the everything. We could say it this way. Everything you see, open your eyes and look around. with Everything you see in the promises, I will give you. I'm his descendant. Are you listening? I'm of the faith of Abraham. So are you. Amen. All right. So the, sa- the promise that was to him. Is to us. Uh, hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus hanging as a cursed one on this tree. Was so that the blessing of the promise. Might be made sure. For the seed of Abraham. That's me honey. So he's not just talking to Abraham. He's saying. Look you're in the land. You're in the land. I've got rid of all the freeloaders. And the hanger oners, All those that don't got no faith for themselves. Praise God. That was what Lot was. Lot had Abraham's faith. Are you listening? But he didn't have any faith for himself. I mean, you when he turned Lot loose, he gave Lot the choice. Lot went right down there. And I'm telling you what now. The Bible says a righteous man vexed his righteous soul. Well, I guess so. He went right down there and lived in the middle of perversion. That's where he floated off to, into perversion. Amen. Alright, he should have stayed with Abraham and said, well, we'll sell my cows and my sheep. I'm going to stay here with you. That's where the blessing is. Anyway, uh, so God could just as well be talking to you and to me. Matter of fact, he was. When he talked to Jesus and talked to Abraham, he saw Bruce Whitehill and he said, Bruce, get up, open up your eyes, look around. I've said all this before you. He said... And all of it, he goes, I'll give to you. All this is yours. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. He said, I'm giving all this as far as you can see. Now listen. One translation says, from where you are, look. Where you are, look carefully in all directions. Hallelujah. Now, why would he say that? He said, but you can't see it all where you are right now. So he goes on to say, so on your feet. I would say, so up on your feet and get moving. Now, where am I getting moving in? In the promises of God. Come on, faith people. Get up and let's walk by faith into 2017 determining I'm going to thrive. I'm going to find the thriving promises. There's a greater plan. Are right, you listening? I'm leaving. I, the, the thriving, the, the surviving has stopped. We're not making any more plans to just get through, just get by, just, you know, somehow, you know, steal from Peter to pay Paul one more time. Quit stealing. Peter's gone. Paul don't need it. Amen? If, if you got to steal from Peter to pay Paul, Paul shouldn't have it. And you know, I'm sure Peter's going, boy, I'll tell you what, now I've been raw blind for years. Amen. He said, walk through the country. Well, He could have just said, walk through the promises of this book. Now, that'll help you in a real personal, practical way. Get your Bible reading plan first. Determine, I'm going to read from Genesis to Revelation in 2017. If you never have before, I'm going to have a daily discipline. And that's the best way to do it, a little at a time. See, because you, if you attempt too much, too quick, you'll get disheartened and discouraged. You'll get behind and then you'll give up. Amen. I mean, discipline to doing it. Uh, Now, what would be the purpose of that? I remember one preacher said, he said, there's no greater discipline than just reading through your Bible, yourself, putting your eyes on every page of your... Now, why would that be? Walking through the land. Walking through the promises. I'm walking, and all of a sudden, God's showing me. Yes, sir. The voice says it this way. Listen, he says. Go, he says, "Go on now and walk the entire expanse of the land." Now, now, this is literally what it says. He says, "For you need to see what I am giving you." Lord. My Lord, Hallelujah. you would make a different plan. Are you listening? Then how? The, don't bring that survival mentality. You know, well, we're just going to wing it, see? You know, I mean, God's got a promise and, and I'll just get it on the fly. We'll cross that bridge when we need it. Honey, we're not crossing no more of those kind of bridges. You need to, and I need to look again in this book. There are, you need to see the things that God is giving you in the land. In this good, gracious, spacious place where you will not lack anything. You'll have plenty. Amen. Amen. And you come into these things. Show you the houses you're going to have. Show you the... You understand what I'm saying? What's the house? The dwelling places. The things you're supposed to live in. I mean the goodly stuff you're supposed to live in. Anybody getting anything here? I got to finish this up. Go on now. Walk through. Now listen. One translation also says, Arise. Walk. Make a thorough reconnaissance around the land through its length and its width uh, for I will give it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. It makes a lot of sense now that it says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not even, don't know because they've never seen. Haven't seen because they never walked. <laughs> Amen. Just sitting at the tent waiting for it to fall. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you about the original tent dweller. Let me show you the, the response of Abraham. One reason why Abraham was God's friend, he did what God told him to do when God told him to do it. He got up and he started walking through that land. I'll tell you, when he come back, let me read this. It says this, all right? Oh. It says, I'm giving it all to you. Walk through the country its length and breadth. I'm giving it all to you. Everybody say all to you. All of it. How many of you want to have the maximum measures in 2017? I mean, all of it. I mean, you can't afford to waste any day in 2017 because you get behind. It's hard to catch up when you get behind. Just start out and stay out in front. Amen? Get your nose in that thing. Walk through this thing. God's got stuff. You need to see what what He is giving you. Amen? He's giving you promises. That are the title deeds. Has your name on it. Amen. Now, it says, after God did that, it says Abraham moved his tent. Abraham moved his tent. One translation said he moved his tent from place to place. I like this guy. He goes, Well, we ain't staying here. We got things, we got places to go, honey. People to see, things to do. God's told us, let's go find out what it is He's wanting to give us. Pack your bags, Sarah, we're moving. And he, are you listening? It said he moved his tent. Where he was, he wasn't there no more. You come looking for Abraham. Where's Abraham? Abraham's gone. Abraham, where is Abraham? Abraham's out possessing territory. Abraham out is high-stepping it, honey. He said something about God giving it all to him, and off he went. That's right. Last I saw him, I mean, he's just a dust cloud. Camels, sheep, cattle, servants, Sarah. I mean, all of them. Nothing but a dust cloud headed off into the tent. God wanted to show him something. But you know, he came into this thing. God wanted to show him something. So he jumped at the opportunity. He said, everything you see, I'm going to give you. When he got there the first time, he didn't know that. He didn't even know it was the place. But the second time, are you listening? I mean, he got out there and he got going. He goes, everything I see, huh? Everything I see. Well, I see that. I see this. I see that. I see this. I claim that by faith. I'll tell you what now. You know, I'm sure the devil said, you don't need it. Yeah, but it's not just for me. There are people for my life. Somebody's coming after me. And I am taking it by faith right now. And I'll tell you right now, there's a people living in that land. And the devil has done his best to drive them off into the ocean. And Abraham's little walk one day is still standing up in front of God. Lord have mercy. Don't tell me you're not winning and possessing. It matters to the generation. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We ain't got to the best part yet. He settled by the oaks of Mamre in Hebron. I mean, he looked all around. He found the best place to live. He said there were big, gigantic oaks there. Amen. Well, what's an oak for? Have you ever been over there? If you've ever been over there in Israel, you know, I'm telling you, water is a tremendous commodity. Those big old oaks had found a source. (laughs) Are you listening? They had. Oh, come on, somebody. And they're shade. Shade. Amen. There's one translation Bible that says that every man will have his own shade tree in the promised land of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I mean, he moved into the best spot there was. Glory to God, Amen. It says in there he built an altar. You talk about going to a different place of worship, Amen. He's not, he's not calling on the God. He's hoping to know. He knows a God now that he's calling on, and saying, Lord, this is what I saw. This is what you showed me. This is I'm claiming all of, it and I'm just giving you praise and worship and glory and honor, Amen. What's he doing? Are you his prayer has changed to praise? And now he's possessing. Because praise possesses it. Prayer asks for it. Are you listening? But, and, and finds out that there your name's on it. But praise is what settles the issue. Glory be to God. When you start to praise, you know who runs off? The accuser. You know who runs off? He ain't stand a chance. I mean, he just is in trouble. Anyhow, did you get anything out of this tonight? I'll tell you, I had a lot of fun. Into preaching it. You know it's not to her. It's not. It's it's a wise thing maybe to start thinking about where you're going to before you get there. Amen. But let's bring a different mentality. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word.